what is that challenge that people are having especially when they're going back or even before they think about starting a business what is that disconnect or the most challenging thing for them um the first one i'll say is that assumption that we know what the people Mm. back there want or what the child i mean you you africa in general Sierra Leone, I'll use Sierra Leone as a case study in this case. We have a lot of challenges and I look at business, as you mentioned earlier, service is one important thing between that you can say it's common between marriage and business. And when you look at a country like Sierra Leone, we have several challenges. So your goal is to try to figure out what those challenges are and try to find a solution to it as in every other business. So you try to find a solution that you would offer people and they will get but assuming that you know what those challenges are hello welcome to the sisters let's talk podcast lounge we want to just let our audience know in audio podcast lounge that sisters let's talk is branching out so you will be able to watch sisters let's talk video on youtube you'll be able to listen to us on audio on the same podcast platform you've been using or you can also watch us on youtube so by watching i mean you can actually see us as we talk about our topics and go on about what we go on about so we are reintroducing ourselves for those in the audio uh, audience this is nothing new that you haven't heard before so join us make sure you subscribe on youtube as well and subscribe on instagram and facebook for the latest episodes join us next week do you have a sister friend who you can talk to about your imperfections vulnerabilities uncensored truths, journeys, and victories, welcome to The Lounge. Our experiences coupled with scriptural truths continues to mold us and shift our paradigms. The vision is to help us all lead the best lives God proposed for each individual. We hope our stories, our conversations, and that of others allows you to view life from another lens regardless of your season come Come on in in, sisters sisters. let's Let's talk. wondered what it would be like to have a farm or to start a business in Africa as somebody that lives out of the country or out of that continent. What does business and relationship have in common? What are some of the challenges that 
new business owners are facing that can help you make a better decision for your vision or for your goal. Welcome to the lounge. Today, we're talking to a business owner that attempted to start a farm in Sierra Leone. And it's a wonderful conversation that we can all learn from. So welcome back to the Sisters Let's Talk podcast lounge. We welcome all our podcast audience and our YouTube audience. If you haven't subscribed to us on the YouTube, make sure you press that button, subscribe. So today, um, our conversation, it kind of stemmed from the last few episodes that we've had. Um, with Kaba. So I don't know if you have listened. It would be good to go back to listen. We talked about uh, building a home. Kaba was trying to build a house back home in his hometown uh, or home country, Gambia. And then at the end of the conversation, we were privileged to have this sidebar conversation. And we started talking about farming and just how good it is. And I think it's a, we both thought, Puma and I thought that this would be something good to explore on. So today we are going to be exploring and talking about farming, specifically uh, poultry farming and just doing business back home for those of us in the diaspora. So I am Lucia. Me, your co-host. And we welcome you to the Sisters Let's Talk. Thank you. So we have Mr. Josie, who is going to be our expert on this topic today. Um, so quickly, Josie, he said he doesn't have a biography, but I'm going to give him one. Josie is uh, by background from Sierra Leone, so woohoo, another Sierra Leonean representing. Woo-hoo. And... He is, uh, we tend to bring um, not just people we know, we've had people we don't know, but we also have people we know because we all have something to say. Uh, Sometimes we go out looking for other experts when you have someone uh, right there that knows something. So Josie, uh, we've known, some of us have known him since we were, Josie, first of all, how long? I, I was trying to think about it. I think I was 11. (laughs) <laughs> like let's just say almost all their lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. and Pumi, i don't know Pumi, did you ever meet him i think because that was through your husband because they yeah they, my husband has not me yeah they were, we, in the choir we were in the choir together, together and all that Small so world. i know right <laughs> <laughs> and here we are finding ourselves on the other side of africa um talking about uh what we can do um, back home. So before we go back, um, Josie is just going to discuss some of the things that he experienced trying to have a business back home. Um, He is 
he can talk about finances and accounting because he has an MBA in business. He's an, he is an economist. And if you want to do anything about budgeting uh, for me, this guy, oh, to, the, to the tenth of the penny, he will account for it. That's <laughs> like a headache already. Because <laughs> I have a non-accountant accountant that I'm married to and yeah, the pennies scare me. <laughs> so, Josie, welcome to the Sisters Let's Talk. Thank you, guys. And I appreciate being here today. All right. So for me, let's start. Maybe we could just uh, do a little bit of our icebreaker before we go into something so serious. I know. So icebreaker, since the little bird whispered something to me, uh, we'll just go. Um, if you were to give two words that are... That can that you think will combine business and marriage. What would that be? Lord knows. Oof. That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> I <know>. Um <laughs> just two words right up your head. Business marriage. What would trust. those trust this trust. one? You know, I think because in business whoever you're working with, whatever partnerships you're building with a, pe- with a person or people, you have to be able to trust okay. each other and also respect. And you have to respect the people you work with and respect their qualifications and their experiences and respect the fact that, and trust the fact that whatever advice they're giving you, you know, you'll be able to um, use them to grow your business in whatever way whatsoever. Yep. So, yeah. And, and the same marriage. thing for marriage. Yep. Exactly. I always say in, in marriage, in actually any relationship, marriage or friendships or whatever it is, you have to trust the person and be able to respect the person. And, you know, Lucy and I have known each other for most part of our lives. And I think one of the things I admire about her is the mutual respect we have for each other as friends. And, you know, I trust, you know, I call her for advice on various things. I mean, even if I feel a little bit of headache, she's my <laughs> on-call doctor to say, hey, <laughs> I didn't get his headache or I'm getting a hurt bun. Why am I getting a hurt bun? So, you know, I trust her advice. And re- even though I'll have to go see my doctor, but at least that first call, yeah. you know, I call her as a friend and say, hey, can you advise me on this? What What is going on? And I'm able to on. You know, her expertise is very valuable to me, and I'm able to use that in whatever way whatsoever to benefit me. So, yeah. Lucia, what what would be one word? Can I ask a question? Business. (laughs) No. No. Uh, (laughs) Business uh, and marriage. Okay, I guess experience. Why? Because yeah. I think in, you can start a business without having experience. This is very true. But experience also um, has value um, in terms of running a business, starting a business. Um, and I guess the same with marriage. I mean, obviously, the intention was never to have divorce, but people have had experiences. So you going into it, it's always good to you know talk to others, even if they've been married for forty years. Still talk to them, 
um, they may have something to, you know, to give of value. So experience the gift. No matter how long you've known them, That's when you get one. into the marriage, is something else. I don't know mm-hmm. what happens. Something changes. Something. There's a switch that flips. Why? I have no idea. Well, Josie's trying to get into it. Don't scare him. He's gonna go into it and 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 just. <laughs> we'll just. If you need, we have a lot of things on marriage. We did a whole year of series on marriage, so we will recommend that for you. No, I mean, yes. For me, I mean, definitely when she speaks about experiencing just encompassing all with the trust and respect, I I also just believe that one of the biggest criteria issues in marriages and for a lot of people is that when people lose trust in each other, lose their respect in each other. And most importantly, I think they lose the friendship that they had or have with each other. And, you know, I've always said this before I decide to marry all my years. I mean, Lucia knows that about me. There was a time I was so outright that I'm not going to get married. And one of the reasons why that is the case is because I never felt like I ever built that friendship with whoever it is that I was with or dating, whatever the case may be. And I'm one person that I'm, you say, you know, once again, I know that you decided you've made that decision. You've thought about it and bye. You know, I mean, people say, well, that's not how you do it. But again, when before it gets to that point, there are a few things that you lose on the way. And that's the friendship. That's the trust. That's the respect. And once you're at that point, you know, I don't think it's recoverable anymore. I mean, once you lose trust, once you lose respect for that person in some way or the other, and you lose that friendship, how do you regain? How do you maintain that marriage? You know, again, I'm, well, I don't I think have you that. want to start a whole marriage series. We have to do another <laughs> recording for this, otherwise, we won't okay. get done. So let, let, let's let's Trust let's me. go let's go back to 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 our regularly scheduled business. <laughs> but I like how I like where that conversation was going. That's I like that. I'll say my word is service. Um, service in the sense that in business, if you go in there. Um, and I'm learning this more and more as um, as I delve more into working on my own business is you have to go in with a, a mindset that you're ready to serve the audience that you want to serve, that you are you're making whatever the product is or or the service for. You have to go there trying to meet their needs and not you pushing what you feel is this good product that you have to them. It's what they want that you are selling and what you want that you're serving them with. So it's marriage. Um, if you go in there every day looking to serve your partner, you, you're going you're gonna to win every time because you're doing it out of your self-will, even though it is the hardest thing to do. But if you go in there every time to serve both ways, both people are looking to serve each other. Um, it, it, it helps. It helps a lot of conflict. It helps um, divert a lot of conflict. So for me, it will be service. Oh. Okay. So, note, I'll, I'll note that down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just write that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I like, I like all the answers. Those are good. So, um, so let's start. The... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So thinking of service, um, 
Josie, what are some challenges um, faced by those in the diaspora heading back? And what, like, if you want to name two of the bad, what is that challenge that people are having, especially when they're going back or even before they think about starting a business? What is that disconnect or the most challenging thing for them? Um, the first one I'll say is that assumption that we know what the people mm. back there want or what the child, I mean, you, you, Africa in general, Sierra Leone, I'll use Sierra Leone as a case study in this case, we have a lot of challenges and I look at business, as you mentioned earlier, service is one important thing between that you can say it's common between marriage and business. And when you look at a country like Sierra Leone, we have several challenges. So your goal is to try to figure out what those challenges are and mm -hmm. try to find a solution to it, as in mm -hmm. every other business. So you try mm -hmm. to find a solution that you would offer people and they will get. But assuming that you know what those challenges are, you also are not aware of what the other challenges that you're going to face once you get there and you start mm. a business there. And mm -hmm. one of the challenges in Sierra Leone that from my experience is, <laughs> is the most simple thing that you think about theft. Mm. Theft is so rampant in any business in Sierra Leone. And, you know, as much as you will try to say you mitigate those risks by putting in place certain things that should encourage people not to steal, Mm. it's going to happen. Mm. And the reasons for that are a different conversation. Wow. You know, a cover so, something like just, that. Mm -hmm. So just giving us a background or giving our listeners a background, um, what was the business you were trying to start in um, Sierra Leone that did not work out that well? Um. So... I left in 2018 to go to Sierra Leone, not necessarily to go start a business. I mm -hmm. actually was going to Sierra Leone to um, consult with the Ministry of Health um, as a management partner um, from Gavi. And so when I got there, you know, I started looking at things from a different perspective, trying to understand the food sector in Sierra Leone. For instance, you know, I grew up on a poultry farm. My parents had, my mom specifically had a poultry farm. My dad started and my mom continued it. And, you know, she had it running till about 2015, 2016 when she shut it down. And it comes with a lot of challenges. So when I was there, one of the first things I noticed is that we had no locally produced poultry meat. Wow. And in terms of the, the poultry eggs in Sierra Leone, we had, we were, basically importing over 90% of the poultry eggs that we eat in the country. You know, and when you're talking about oh. poultry meat, we were 99% importing everything. So other than the little country fall that mm -hmm. we have, I, I use that word loosely. I mean, and people have their little, you know, backyard farms, backyard farming and everything. Yeah. There was no locally produced, you know, for, a, in a, a large scale on a large scale yeah. that would actually you know su support you know consumption in the country so i started looking at it and i started asking my mom questions like why 
what happened? We had, growing up, we had so many different poetries. Parflod, you know, um, Said, big names. Um, yeah. Mr. Mr. Son, who was a Chinese farmer there that had over mm-hmm. 40,000, 50,000 birds back then. My mom had birds. We were raising close to five, 8,000 birds back then. So there was, you know, you look at that and you ask the question, where are all these farmers? Where did they all go? Hmm. And, you know, my mom started telling me the challenges are enormous, you know, and to sustain a poultry business, you have to look throughout the value chain. Mm. And as long as there is a disconnect between the business you're doing and the value chain and the supply chain, yours is not going to succeed. So yours what happened gonna... to the... To the the supply chain like did it was there not a need for a local poultry anymore or i would what say happened? people uh what? we were importing a lot more and so now you have the local farmers uh competing with whatever is imported that's one of the reasons but isn't that what happens everywhere though is like well, even well, in the well, u.s and let the economy Canada, like that one. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm asking like just the genuinely. I don't know. Like so. So the um, the simple answer is that is that is a simple answer, but that necessarily is not what mm. happened throughout the years. And the war is a little, you know, the war is one thing that impacted that, mm. but that's just. On one side, side. Sierra Leone, from what I know, long term, we've we've been such an import based economy Mm. compared to other countries. So our productivity has been low in all of the aspects. So what was the challenge there? Production of grains like maize Mm -hmm. dropped. Okay. You know, production right. of maize. We we well, I don't even think we've ever had a large scale production of things like maize, mm-hmm. you know, and all other things that are in, important for the animal meat. farming in Sierra Leone because it's not just poultry that needs maize. All okay. form of animal I mean, animal farming requires mm-hmm. things like maize and all these other grains for sustainable production. Because mm-hmm. even your goats that you have will eat the maize if you want to make a good you know, food, feed production for them. So we lack that production with throughout the supply chain. So we don't have enough maize production. We don't have enough protein production, let's say for fish, because we use fish as part Uh of the protein for, 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 for the feed for poultry and other animal farming in Sierra Leone. So that lack of productivity throughout the supply chain Uh basically depreciates the value of whatever you're trying to do if you can't get the feed readily available. So most of the feed that we get, we have to import. Wow. I mean, that raises the price of, like, obviously importing them and that, and then... Exactly. So the cost of production becomes high. Uh And now people want a cheaper, cheaper version of what they want to consume. So... You look at the, I remember the last I was selling chicken, it was chickens, you know, the broiler chickens I was selling. Um, we were looking at about, what, 60,000, 70,000 mm-hmm. per chicken, whereas the imported chicken was only about 30,000, 30, 40,000 max, right? So why was mine more imp- expensive? Because 
my cost of production was high. And even to mm. make a five or 10% margin on mm-hmm. my, on my products that I sell, mm-hmm. you know, it's already high. So it's not even competitive enough for me to compete against, or it's not easy for me to compete against the imported, oh, you know, products one. that are coming into the country. Yeah, there is value in locally produced. There is value. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's fresh. I mean, when I yeah. supply, when I process um, chickens, you get them fresh. You get yeah. them same day. I process them. I deliver them same day to you. It's up to you to decide how long you want to keep in your refrigerator for mm-hmm. versus how long, you, you know, whereas if you take the imported chickens that comes, first of all, you got to think about the fact that they were produced in a different country and mm-hmm. the timeline between date of production to that, getting on that ship that it's freighted over to Sierra Leone, it's probably a week, two weeks, three weeks. And, and what is there is no pay? place. Well, let's not even go into that perspective of it. Yeah. Like how you it know, was preserved. You, you, or, yeah. you, you, you're talking about minimum by the time it gets to a container because it gets frozen from the start. So it, by the time it gets to Sierra Leone, it's like three, four months old. No so it, it, is that really a fresh meat that you want to be eating every day? So is there a problem? Yes. Is there, is there a solution that could be had? Yes. All right. We're going to stop here for today. Find out next week how this conversation ended. Did Josie end up having a solution? Did he find solutions to his many challenges as a poultry farmer? If you have comments or feedbacks or you've also experienced something similar, Please send us your comments. If you have solutions to some of these problems, these issues that we we are bringing up, um, be sure to post them because this really is for us to help each other, um, help each other grow. Sometimes we have solutions at the end, sometimes we don't, but someone else may have come up with a solution. So as you've heard us talk so far, we've been talking about challenges um, that the farmer would that the farmer faces now specifically this farmer was in Sierra Leone back home but it is not unique to Sierra Leone as you will find out it is it is challenges that uh, other countries also experience people in the country and diasporans who have gone back to start their own business world health organization has mentioned that the war the young farmers are no longer wanting to farm why because of so many challenges that josie has brought up um, in this conversation where's the value the value chain and the supply chain there's a disconnect so it is something that we should all think about as we try to fix some of these issues there are many to fix but nothing is impossible if we all come together and put our mind to it join us next week be sure to check us out on our youtube page and our social media page on facebook and instagram till next week bye bye reminder you have what it takes You just have to say it. Be a student. Only you can do 
what you're created to do. Visit our website, ask a question, leave a comment, or let us know how you're holding up. Subscribe to Sisters Let's Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to be the first to know when another episode is ready. One tiny favor, sis. Let's invite all the sisters to the lounge.